Hello and welcome to the Glampshire Podcast, where we talk about the experiential outdoor hospitality industry and glamping. I'm your host, Bobby Marston, and welcome to season two, everybody. Now we're going to do things a little bit differently on season two than we did on season one. Last season, we had an amazing collection of guests that ranged from travel bloggers to Glampshire owners to various professional organizations that help support and grow the experiential outdoor hospitality industry. We learned a ton and each of those episodes had a unique guest. In season two, we're only going to follow two guests. That's right, only two. Now what makes that interesting? What makes that interesting is that both of these guests are opening up Glamshuaries for the very first time. That's right, on the Glamshuary podcast, we're going to pull the curtain back and we're going to see how the sausage is made. Now there's some similarities with these guests and a couple differences. Some of the similarities are, they're both doing this for the very first time in their lives. They're both doing this in the state of Wisconsin. Both of these individuals worked extensively in advertising and marketing before deciding to diversify and become Glampshuary owners. And both of these individuals believe in sustainable practices and eco-friendly tourism. A couple of the differences. One's a man, one's a woman. One's self-funding this, one, won an Airbnb contest and is being funded through that. One's on a farm, one is on private lakeside property. We can't wait to dive in. We can't wait to introduce you to these two. So without further ado, let's meet our first guest. Her name is Etienne White, and the name of her property is Heartsong Farm. Hey, Etienne. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I know you have a million things going on, so we very much appreciate your time. And we are excited to learn more about you, what you have going on at this farm, what this Airbnb contest is all about. <laughs> so let's start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to a farm in Wisconsin. Sure. So um, I'm a professional. I used to work in advertising agencies and then marketing on the client side. And back in 2010, I decided to make the um, to step into working only at the nexus of marketing and sustainability. Um, and when I did that, I decided that I didn't want to just pontificate or preach on stages about sustainability, but I actually wanted to practice it too. So I actually bought my first farm, which is not the farm I'm on right now. Um, it was in central Minnesota back in 2010. And that's when I started learning about farming. And um, the farm that I'm on right now uh, is my second farm. And I knew uh, when I was getting divorced that I wanted to keep farming. I kind of had the bug for it. And so I'm on a smaller farm now um, and running it as a solo female farmer. That's awesome. Where is the farm located? I'm actually in rural Southwest Wisconsin. And what motivated you to find that? Was it just kind of something you found online or were you actually looking in Wisconsin? Yeah, I actually moved to this area specifically knowing that this was where I wanted to be. This was where I wanted to raise my children. Um, it's an area called the Driftless and it actually touches the lower part of Wisconsin, a little bit into Minnesota and a little bit into Iowa too. Um, and it's, they call it the Vermont of the Midwest. It's full of gorgeous undulating hills and great countryside and actually because it's not flat like the rest of the midwest it doesn't attract big ag where you want twenty thousand acres of corn and soybeans for example you're going to have to navigate all these little hills and creeks and all kinds of things and so it's attracted um a 
a certain kind of farmer, small scale, often regenerative, organic, back to the land homesteaders. And so with that, there's a fantastic community too. And actually, uh, unbeknownst to me until I started doing homework in this area, has a thriving community of female farmers, which was another draw for me, knowing I'd be coming in as a, as a solo female farmer, knowing that I'd have a community of support around me too. So, um, so yeah, and it looks a lot like England. <laughs> So it made me not miss it made me not miss home quite so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds gorgeous, and I think what's amazing about this is you're going to start sharing this with people, mm -hmm. and you're going to start doing this because of an Airbnb contest. So tell us about what that is, how you found that, and and how you won it. Yeah, well, I always knew, especially this farm in particular, when I found it, it's sort of magical and very serene. It has an effect on people. As soon as they come down the driveway, they comment on it. So I always knew somewhere in the back of my mind and the front of my heart that I wanted to share it with other people. I just didn't know the how or, or the when, really. And when I first got the farm, you know, recently divorced, raising my children, I really just wanted to kind of bed us down and get the farm established, too. And then um, by sheer sort of hazard, if you will, last year, I happened to see online that Airbnb had a competition and it was a contest that you could enter. Um, and as a result of winning that contest, I am actually now in the process of being able to build something where I can offer other people come and stay at the farm as a sort of agritourism experience, get out in nature, learn a little about the farming if they're interested in it, and um, really use it as a time to decompress from probably their, you know, stressful city lives. So yeah, through winning that contest, I guess the the time and the place, the when and the what got answered for me. Well, that's fantastic. And it's so timely because we were trying to figure out at Glamshirary how we could better help educate viewers and listeners who are, are wondering, you know, how could I start a Glamshirary? So this is absolutely perfect timing that you are literally in the middle of starting a Glamshirary offering on your farm. So I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about it, about opening up and, and sharing these things and kind of letting us peek behind the curtain and see how the sausage is made, if you will. Yeah, well, no, thank you for helping me sort of document it and journal it. And one of the things I found out almost immediately is that there's no clear way to do this, um, but there might be some principles you could extrapolate from it. So if any of the principles that we extrapolate along the way help others, then I'm excited you know, for that. That's awesome. And I believe the timeline is we're shooting for an August opening, correct? That's right, August 1st, yep. All right, well, that means you probably have a lot to do. So I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> We'll revisit this again uh, in the following episodes, but thank you so much and we cannot wait to learn more. Lovely, thank you, bye. Okay, and now that you've met Etienne, it is time to meet our second guest on season two. His name is Jesse Raisler, and the name of his property is Open Air Outpost. Hello, Jesse. Good to see you again. Hey, good to see you. So a little different premise. Uh, we Usually we were talking about a show that you were directing and producing for Discovery Plus. Now we're going to talk about a show that you're going to put on for people on your property with your tiny home. Yeah, not disconnected. Making of one of those shows is definitely part of the inspiration for making this. Place, so. Yeah, well, I appreciate you taking the time and, and pulling the curtain back, uh, showing how the sausage is made, if you will. I think it's going to be hopefully really helpful for people out there that are wondering, you know, how this might 
come to fruition for them. Um, I think there's a lot of learnings that, that can be had and I appreciate your time and effort. I know obviously you got a lot going on, a lot of plate spinning. So we'll keep this brief. And I think, you know, first off, tell us more about you. Tell us more about your backgrounds, um, what you led you to this property in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Well, we'll go all the way back. Um, I am a country boy. I grew up um, outside of a small town um, out in the country near uh, north of Wausau, Wisconsin, um, and, you know, had that type of upbringing where I could just roam. There were no worries. I would, you know, get lost in the in the field, you know, behind our house and um, build forts out of sticks and like, you know, whatever. And I think it developed a strong imagination. Um, and I'm really thankful for my parents that I, I had that um, that upbringing. And then I, I went to college in Minneapolis, fell in love with, you know, the city blew my mind as it does, went to journalism school, started making documentaries, lived in the city for a good 20 years and built a career doing documentary film and television and alongside commercial and corporate uh, video work. Um, and then um, we bought a property again back in rural Wisconsin. My wife also grew up in rural Wisconsin near Frederick. So we're two rural Wisconsin kids at heart, um, had kids of our own and knew like we wanted that same life for them at a young age to be able to just go play free. And so we knew we wanted to get back in the country, didn't know when we could do it. Um, pandemic showed us we could do it then. Um, we, we bought the property actually that we had a, a year or two before the pandemic and was just going there and rent, you know, renting it out to friends. Um, but pandemic hit, we started living there full time and fell in love. We're like, this is what we remember. This is what we want for our kids. We can do our work here. When I travel, I have to go to an international airport anyway. The writing, the editing, everything else can happen absolutely anywhere. So we realized we could do it and we did and we, we loved it and um, found some land nearby, 20 acres on a non-motorized lake um, and knew that we wanted to share that experience with people, especially a lot of our friends, you know, living in the city that were like, oh, I'd love to get out um, for a few days and breathe the fresh air and do all the things that um, you can do in a, a place like this where you just, you know, your, your blood pressure drops as you're leaving the city, right? And um, it's, a, it's a different way of life. So we, uh, that's kind of how we got back out here and then finding this property, we knew it would be an amazing place to give people the type of experience of like what we love so much about being out here. That's awesome. And where exactly in Wisconsin is it located? Yeah. So this is, um, this property is, uh, Island Lake, Wisconsin, which is, you know, a tiny little unincorporated town. Um, it's, you know, people may know Eau Claire. We're about 45 minutes, uh, North of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Right. And so it, I can kind of see where you're sitting. I think you're sitting inside your tiny home, correct? Yeah, this is our, our tiny cabin. We call it the Aldo tiny cabin. This is made actually not far from here, 25 miles from here, a company called Escape out of Rice Lake, Wisconsin, that just has these beautifully designed, you know, four season units that are on wheels, in fact, but, you know, they're really I think most people use them stationary because they are, you know, built so well. Um, and we've got it, you know, we brought water and, and septic, so it's plumbed. There's a full bathroom, full kitchen. So it is, yeah, like a tiny home. And this is the offering. This is the the very beginning, I think, of the, the property offering that you're going to extend to people this summer. Yeah, that's right. This is the first dwelling on site here on the 18 acres. Um, yeah, and we, we plan to add more, probably uh, a mix of more rustic, maybe another in the realm of this at some point. But um, yeah, this is the first the first place you can come and, and stay is right right here. 
Well, we're excited to dive in. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, I think there's a lot of learnings that are going to come out of this for me and for viewers and things that you've already went through to get to this point. So yeah. we appreciate you kind of going back in time uh, in the next episode. And in that next episode, I think we'll get to know a little bit more about your why, because I always find that very interesting origin story is like, what's the real motivator behind why someone would want to share their property? So we're excited to talk with you about that on the next episode. Sounds great. And there you have it. The stage is set. Now, this is not a competition by any means. Both Jesse and Etienne are at very different parts in their process, pursuing very different directions, but they both have the same goal in mind, to open up a glamshuary and share their passions with the world. We can't thank them enough for opening up their minds, opening up their hearts, and letting us take this journey with them. Moving forward, Etienne will have her own line of episodes, and Jesse will have his own line of episodes, and we'll release those weekly. To subscribe, simply go to www.glampshuary.com and you can follow along there. Also, if you'd like to listen on one of your favorite platforms like Apple, Stitcher, or Pandora, we're also on there. Either way, we just hope you follow along. We can't wait to dive into this journey, and we'll see you on the next episode.